Okay, right, we're live. Hello everyone, welcome back to the EP. This is the second edition. We are back again with Kieran and Norm after a very successful first episode. Like, it was really enjoyable, wasn't it? It was more than an episode, yeah, Ewan. It was, uh, it was a really, really good discussion. Some good, yeah. good, good chats about it. Yeah, good stuff. We actually had to stop it prematurely because, like... Like, because if, we, there was no stopping prematurely, it was running overtime. Yeah, well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> there was some weekly topics being said. Yeah. Some good, good question answering between us all. As I'm fun? sure there will be this week. Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, uh, well, so how's your week been, uh, Kieran? Good? Been good, been good. We've had a lot of, the, the heat's been ramping up here. The humidity and uh, sweating every day, but it's fine. So for anyone who didn't know uh, from last week, Kieran's actually based in Cyprus while we're based in the UK up in uh, the Northwest. Yeah, so um, Kieran's having a really tough time of sun and like, <laughs> well, the humidity is a bit bad, but like, uh, I mean, I'm sure you'll be all right with the sun. 37.5. Yeah. So, so this is interesting. You were telling me about the, the temperatures, you know, this coronavirus thing, you know, you get people... Uh, taking temperatures at you, off your... Uh, yeah, this is true. He's apparently he walks into a shop. Uh, um, any shop, there's a guy that takes temperature before, before you're allowed in the shop. Yeah, that, in, yeah. In Cyprus. So so if you've got a temperature... I mean, if the outside atmospheric temperature is uh, 37 to 40 degrees C, you know, and you're walking in, you know, and it's taking a temperature of you. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm not saying you're a reptile and you're taking up the heat of the outside and becoming 40 degrees yourself, but it must be pretty hot there. I mean... Uh, I mean, these temperature probes, I'm not sure how accurate they are. Yeah. I mean, over here it's all right. You've got 15 to 20 degrees C. Well, for, isn't, isn't 40 degrees actually higher than your... Normal? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> it is. So yeah. it's like, basically, you are right next to somebody. It's effectively like you're walking around sleeping next to somebody, right? Ne- like in all directions around you. So, it's, uh, so it's, I think what we're trying to ask is, does it affect, like, your body temperature, like, at all? Or is it just normal? My man doesn't know the answer to that. In fact, this is a question I'm putting out there for the viewers. If anyone's got an answer to that, we'd love to know that. I mean, I'm a medical practitioner myself. I don't know the answer to this. I mean, I just think it's just, it's very easy if you're in a cold place and someone takes a temperature, that, that, that's right. But what if you're in a place where it's like 40, 40 odd degrees out there, out there awesome. and, and, you're, and you're out in the heat, walking into a shop and someone's just standing on the door, takes a temperature, and just basically he's taking the temperature from the surroundings as well. Also as well, if you've got any questions you'd like to ask or us to answer on the EP, make sure you put them in the comments and we'll have a look at them and we'll filter through them and see if we can answer them in ne- the next... No, they won't be seen. We will be yeah, answering well, we them. Will. We will answer your questions. Our best abilities will answer. Yep, well, yeah, yep, that's yep, our best yep, ability. Yeah, we've got to make sure our crowd is happy out there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway... Anyway, let's move on to uh, one of the first talking points of um, or of this podcast and of the week. So we're big sports fans. I mean, last week was very Liverpool orientated because uh, it was like the whole talk about winning the league and like the squads and stuff. But this week, um, Kieran's favourite sport is back in action: F one. So uh, one of my favourite sports. Oh well, yeah, exactly. I, I, and the Austrian Grand Prix took place last week. And uh, for those of you who don't know. Um, Kieran, just give us a quick, quick rundown what happened. Uh, trial weekend, everyone was expecting the usual Mercedes to come out, dominate the field. They pretty much did. Apart from Bottas, went off um, to f- turn four or five, I 
Sunday after the rebel protest twice after Saturday the protest and then they did it again on the Sunday morning. The race, first half of the race, a bit dull. People were saying could have been a bit more exciting. The second half, it got so much exciting. All the cars are struggling because they've improved the car, they've improved their curbs, they made them more higher, so trying to keep them off the curbs. But because of that, they've been shaking the cars to bits. And because it's a brand spanking new season, all the cars need a runabout, which they've not been able to do. So, um, the cars somehow, uh, the cars are a bit, a, a bit, a bit struggling on um, getting to that final checker flag. The Red Bulls did, well, I'll explain why they did both did finish, but Max Verstappen, he had electrical problems, he was trying to restart his car. And this is a guy who won the last two Austrian Grand Prix as well. Well, yeah, he's one of yeah. He's yeah. considered one of the like rising like stars yeah. when Hamilton finally hangs up his steering wheel. Like, mm. like so, like. Anyway, sorry, yeah. man. Yeah, Verstappen. He would have loved his own being in the crowd there because you have them for the Verstappen Grandstand, which were all dressed in orange and literally pack out that grandstand. Well, yeah, because it, uh, Austria is the home of Red Bull. It's the home of a lot of brands like. Uh, Although it's not the Red Bull, Red Bull uh, Stadium anymore, Red Bull Ring anymore, is it? I mean, they've got the ball there. It's, as, what's it called now? It's, um, not known, it's not known as the Red Bull Ring, it's, it's, but it's had other names in the past, but now it's not, the track is Spielberg. Red, Red, Red Bull. What's the Spiel, it's the Spielberg. Spielberg. Or something. Yeah, yeah. People know it as the Spielberg, as the Red Bull Ring. It's, like, it's still got the Red Bull there, you, you can, you can yeah, see that. Like Yeah, go the on. milk cup, the milk cup in my day, mate. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no matter how old you are, will determine yeah. what you call it. Yeah, yeah. and and um, I'm not really um, like yes, I like to follow like all sports and like F1 because it's like it's a big sport in our family. But I'm not really in the know as much as well, nearly as much as you, Kieran. So like, if I know correctly, like the F1 season should start in Australia, and now it's started in Austria. Do you want to explain like yeah. why, why that's happened?
going to get the team back into the UK or back into Italy, back into wherever other teams are from because of all the lockdowns and stuff. Mm. So it became a bit of an awkward situation, but they've solved, solved all that problem. Yeah. And the reason that it started in, started in the, the Hungary, not Hungary. No, no, hung, Austria, oh. Austria. 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 Yeah. The Spielberg ring. Spielberg ring, because it's roughly around the same time. So they try, they try to keep the calendar. Yeah, so what, and they're racing the same race, racetrack for two weeks in a row. Because um, pra- um, not practice qualifying for <laughs> Austrian Grand Prix Part Two. Oh yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I mean if you think about it, last week, glorious sunshine, and in a space of a yeah. week, the, the I mean it nearly didn't happen here today. I mean we I mean we watched the qualifying today. I mean the the weather was absolutely atrocious. But like Lewis, true to form, I mean come on, that guy is one of the best drivers in the in in the ring. I mean, closely followed by Max, but Max spun off himself. But like, you know, but still, yeah. you know, that was just, uh, just, a, I mean, just, they, and they were all pushing because each of those qualies, you know, could have been the last quali because they have three, but they could have been after the end of the quali one because of the weather. If they didn't have quali, do you go off the last practice time, which was Q2? Yeah. And does the, the, the Mercedes and the Ferraris didn't plan Nope. They like that they were doing race simulation. Yeah. They were further down the grid, so I bet they're side relief. Yeah. yeah. Re- but the re- the qualifying today was as my mates would say, it was a day a day the ducks would love. And and, and the other interesting thing I thought last week, Leclerc managed to get into the final queue, but and Vettel didn't. But this week Vettel makes it into the final queue and Leclerc didn't. And yet Leclerc did so well. I mean, that was out the blue for him to get onto the podium last week. The way the Ferrari is this year, he's outperforming that car straight away because that car is about the tenth fastest car. Well, the Vettel had like the tenth fastest time yeah. on the speed track. And you think a Ferrari have gone like a bit downhill. They've got a long way to catch up to get back to the Red yeah. Bull. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, oh, Jensen, no. Jensen Button. What's well, funny uh, coming to the end of it. Fernando Alonso. Famous when he was in Suzuka doing the Japanese Grand Prix, when you're getting lapped, saying it's GP2 engine. At yeah. Suzuka, the home of Honda. That was see, that's just not good. On the radio, to every TV, every radio could hear. Yeah. Not good. Something that I'd like to say is like um, the differentiate the differentiation of um, number one and number two drivers because if I have it right, Sebastian Vettel is the number one driver for Ferrari, right? Uh, maybe last year, but halfway through the season, I might have switched. Because um, in my opinion, because there was an incident, but well, um, you were saying between Bottas and Hamilton, wasn't there, in the previous race where oh, yeah. where Mercedes. Um, on the radio told Bottas to let Lewis overtake. What is your opinion on stuff like that? Because it's happened before 
with um, Fernando Alonso and was it Felipe Massa or like? Well, I mean, just to put this in the context, basically Lewis Lewis had been given a five second penalty, so he uh, collided with uh, was it Albon? Albon. Yeah, yeah. So he collided, with, and the thing is, I mean, I mean, the question is, was this a racing? I mean, there's various things we could talk about here. Was that a racing incident? So they're coming. They're, they're, there's Hamilton coming round the bend, and Albon is coming from the outside. Yeah, right. You know, now Hamilton had the racing line. Did he have enough room to allow Albon to go? But apparently, the steward said no, so they gave him five second penalty. And then what then happens is, is, is to ensure Hamilton stays on the podium. There was talk of whether. Hamilton should be allowed to overtake Bottas, meaning Bottas would not win the race. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, if you were Bottas, how would you feel about that? That's the first race of the season. I know there's not in that many races this season, and you are being told by your principal. No, no this season, because we, we, we don't know. That's why every point matters yep. right now. Yeah. Don't know. But you know, I mean, I'm saying, how would you feel if uh, you were Bottas? And, you, and, and, and you've been asked to team orders to let, let, so just so that Hamilton could buy himself space to buy him time seconds to ensure that he stays on the podium. And what's your opinion about, um, like, yeah, like making the number one driver the more important driver, even if the number two driver is outperforming in the race itself? Yes. It's difficult one because usually it's already been decided before the season started. Yeah. You have a, num a number two before it's started, so you can't literally predict the future. Mm. So last season, when we got to Ferrari, because it was Leclerc's first season for Ferrari, Vettel proven he can do it. Yeah. He's one of them. Yeah. He naturally gets the number one. Yeah. But I'd say when. Vettel's behaviour, um, and that I remember the race where you know Leclerc ha was asked to allow Vettel to go so that he could stop Hamilton from you know because I think Hamilton was behind Leclerc, and so Leclerc's job was to sort of hold off Hamilton, let allow Vettel to go, and then Vettel would allow Leclerc to repass him. That was the gentleman's agreement, and even though the team wanted that to occur, he never allowed that to happen. And Vettel, and I think there's a thing about gamesmanship with Vettel, and I think wonder whether things like incidents like that, so, uh, you know. Vettel's, um, Vettel's always had it in his. Yeah. As you remember Multi Twenty One with him and Mark Webber yeah. at the training Grand Prix when they were told to literally have no racing. You want to finish the race, no incidents. But when obviously it happened, Vettel went no. He wants to win. You, you allow people are allowed to go and win, but that's not what the team said. You want to bring the cars home, which I understand. Mm. And then when he overtook Weber, 
place, and we don't know what happened. We will never know what happened. Because at the because at the end of the day, for a constructor, it's more important to win the constructors' championship than the drivers' championship. They get a lot of money for that, and it also puts you in a position within the within the within the pits on pit lane and where you are in the. Also, as well as a driver, I don't know if this if this is correct, but like. It just makes logical sense that for a driver, if you follow the team orders and make and try your best to get the constructor in like the best position possible in the leaderboard to get more money, it gives you a bigger chance of getting a drive next year. Yeah. Yeah. But so- then you know, the other side is the, the winning. How how much is the winning of self better than the winning of the team? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a tricky one because like you've got some people um, like Verstappen, who's one of he's one of the best drivers in the world right now, but he's also one of the most aggressive. And like yeah. I, he, there's been times in races where him and Hamilton, him and Hamilton last year had a good rivalry, and there's been times in races where he's gone a bit too far. And he's there's been many drivers. And, and, one season, many drivers are saying that you know Verstappen needs to do something about this because he's just. It happened big time in Mexico yeah. where uh, Raikkonen accused Verstappen of double moving, which mm. you're not allowed to do. Which is where, say, you're someone's coming up behind you, they will move one direction. You can block him because you don't want him to get past. But then, if they move back across, you can't follow back across. No. Okay. And what Verstappen did to get around this, when he broke for a corner, is either tactical or him being very smart, he would break for the corner and then drift his car where the other car would be to basically look like he was blocking, but take the racing line around the corner. (laughs) Drifting around the corner. No, bit, no. So he would say, so someone's overtaking him on the right or on the left, he would move left to try and stop that overtake. And then say that the left hand bend approaching, Raikkonen would appear on the right hand side to go around the outside. Verstappen would then slow down, move to the right, take the racing line, which is alright to do, but from if you're looking at it, it looks like he's double blocking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically, I mean, and, 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 and I have to admit, that's what a public wants to see. Public wants to see a, like a good overtaking, you know, good fair fight rather than sort of like trying, you know, the old tricks in the book to... Now, here's, here's a question. Do you think the reason Verstappen is this, type, this kind of driver, do you think the reason of this is because he's very juvenile, he's still very young? I believe he, had a, he was driving a Formula One before he had a driver's licence. And, and the fact that he... Um, he only knows racing and maybe it's also as well these guys are racing at 150 miles an hour plus people die in this sport and for him to be that aggressive like surely like there's a certain level of kind of what's the word maturity for him to become like one of the great drivers yeah but then these guys have been racing since they were in in carts and so they've got they've they've learned their trade from when they were little you know, uh, in Goka, and then all the various stages of below Formula One. So they've had that experience, and for the f- the mere fact Red Bull have given him a drive, the guy's got talent. 
the guy's the guy's got ability and he's also won races as well so he's got ability so so to, to say that you know he's he's immature i mean you know i mean you go okay. well, was michael schumacher immature by uh driving and colliding into uh damon hill uh and preventing damon hill from winning the title um i mean you look at uh, ayrton senna and alan prost some of the 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 dues that they had, yeah. the jewels that they had. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, hunt it's, and louder. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's all rivalries, and I guess you know, it, it's it's when you got two uh, rams locking horns, like trying to, you know, it, it it's it's all it's always going to happen because if you as well um, something that like the great drivers of our uh, generation, the Schumachers, Verstappen's, the Vettels, Hamilton's. Rosberg, remember Hamilton and Rosberg's rivalry? They hated each other. Well, and, yeah, and that's what I find really strange because Rosberg, Rosberg, dad used to give lifts to Hamilton when they were younger, and Rosberg to various drivers. When you used to watch those endo races, didn't even acknowledge. You could see Rosberg trying. See, Rosberg to me is like one of these characters. He's a nice guy and wants to, you know, wants to, you know, to, he, acknowledgement, talking. And Hamilton would give it, and the fact was Rosberg, for Rosberg to win that title and say, I've had enough, I, that's it, I've done what I've said to do, I'm retiring. Well, the good I thing mean, is I've it. never heard of it where a driver wins a title and a month later they've retired from the sport. Well, well sometimes it can happen. Like, I remember it happened in... Um, Marion Bartley did that. Yeah, Bar- Bar- Bartley did that in Wimbledon, but, but she came back to tennis later. But um, did it? who did it as well? Um, Flavia Panetta, when she won the US Open, she was like, right, I'm done, like... Like I'm, um, I'm finished. I don't because once you win like the highest level of um, whatever it is to do with your sport, what what is there to prove anymore? Like well, well, I could say. I mean, you could say that, but what I can say is, I mean, you just have to look at Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso is a champion in his own right. But there's some. You know? But you know, he's coming back. He's he's gone away. He's taken a break. He's done what he's had to do. Any but he's he's got to drive with Renault. In fact, he's the only driver. That of that that caliber has actually signed a contract. Hamilton's still yet to sign but, a contract, but also... and so is Vettel. And Vettel's been kicked out. They're the only team that has well, one of the only few teams that has a confirmed two driver line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where's Ricardo going? Uh, Ricardo's going to McLaren. Sciences are filling Vettel's spot, so they had an empty spot at Renault, and there's no bigger, more person better person to fill in than Fernando. So you see, Fernando is somebody who, you know, as you're saying, you know, he's, 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 he's done it, but he won't eat that man. The thing is, like he's hungry for more. Yeah, but that's the thing. You get it with people. I mean, Rosberg and Alonso are champions in their own right, but Alonso, he craves that hunger. He loves the high. I think Rosberg was kind of done with it. He's like, I don't need this anymore. I mean, you don't really see it. Like, I haven't really seen him, like, as a pundit. Of Formula One and stuff like that. Oh, no, he has been. He uh, has been. He has. He has. He has been on. He has been on. But he's, he's been, been on Sky Sky Sports. Yeah, but, he, but he's not like Paul De Resta now. No, no, no. On, like, a, I mean, uh, and then you look at Paul De Resta. Paul De Resta still does. Paul still does. It still does racing, though, just not Formula One. It's just like uh, sports car stuff. Yeah, well, Paul De Resta. I mean, I mean, you think? I mean, he was a talented driver. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it fifty nine races in the two thousand and ten eleven season. He had it when, you know, um, and and yet that's it. I mean, it, the the guy, the guy didn't get a drive the following season. I mean, and I, thing, you know, he's a pundit. I remember when Massa had his very unfortunate crash where the was it the bolt or something hit his helmet. Uh, spring flower. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Paul De Resta actually drove for Ferrari. Um, am I getting that wrong or? Are you, uh, I think you maybe, maybe I think they want Schumacher was gonna come back. 
Yeah. But it was all the hype fell out. And but, then, but I think, but I, yeah, I think I, I swear it was Paul De Resta who drove a bit for Ferrari, like in that season. I, I, I don't, I can't remember if it was someone else, but it was someone who was racing at Force India. That, and how do you think Formula One will respond to the return of Fernando? Hold on, so yeah. I think I think people are, are looking forward to it. I think they're missing what he brought, his character. Tell us, a, t- t- tell us a bit about that, Kieran. He will drive anything off its wheels. He will outperform literally anything. The Ferrari, from like when that, that, the, the Vettel days when he was winning everything, he was outperforming that Ferrari so much, nearly to win the title in 2012, which we had like four or five people to win that title. And then when he, well, when he started, he, he, he didn't really get given an opportunity. He was in Formula 1, but not really there. He wasn't really in the title races. He was there. And then Renault gave him that shot. Renault gave him that chance, which he took with open arms and... You could tell by the emotions when he was winning races, when he won that first title, when he got out of the car and just screamed. Was it Vamos or whatever it was? He did a little that, jig. <laughs> yes, all that emotion just comes out and literally he will give you everything he can get out of that car. He went to, McLa- he went to McLaren with Lewis. They may have not got on. We don't, we don't know. There's two massive personalities out there. Yeah. Lewis had just, it was Lewis's first season, so he could have, and he was, he, he came on the scene and literally exploded into... And that was a season <laughs> Lewis could have won. See, that, that, that's a very similar sort of situation between, you know, uh, Vettel and Leclerc and Lewis and uh, Alonso at the time. Yeah, Lewis literally exploded on the scene. No one knew this guy. It was just Rookie. some guy. Yeah. Some guy from Lightning McQueen. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 exactly, and that and that's the thing. No, I think you're right. I mean, uh, Fernando will be will be an excellent, uh, you know, uh, driver for Renault, and I think he. I mean, he he had his issues, as you say. I mean, I was watching today, uh, um, uh, Jensen Button reminiscing the the McLaren days uh, and the Honda engines, and uh, and I quite distinctly remember listening to. Uh, um, Fernando going on about uh, what he thought of the Honda engine, um, but you know, no, I think I think he'll be good. I think Fernando will be will be good. You know, and and it's interest. I, I think, I mean, it's interesting. You mentioned in two thousand and twelve, um, um, how there were four or five people who could have won that championship, and yet now, when you look at it, it's just run by Mercedes. I mean, there was a period of time when Vettel was winning everything, and people were calling boring, boring well, racing. This is what they, they, and and do you, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Do people find it that, that, that that's what's happening again, or do we need to get that? Or will the new rules that are coming in allow that increase in competition? Well, speaking of Vettel, I'd like to add something because um, Vettel um, was it? Did Vettel dominate with V10s or V12s? Yeah, because no, it wasn't the V8s because I remember that was the Hamilton domination. But like, sixes and then V4 and flat four in the hybrid. Yeah, because I remember uh, with the V10 or whatever it was with the engine that made the higher pitch noise than it does now, Vettel just dominated because like it was also that Red Bull car was unmatched. 
by anyone. And um, and I, I don't know. Like personally, I think Vettel is kind of like the Djokovic of Formula One. He was he was just so good that people want to see him beat. Yeah, but that was the thing. Like, people were booing. I mean, I don't agree with booing people on the on the podium, but people were booing him. Yeah, you get your people who do that with Lewis Hamilton, but you don't get that. I mean, he, he, what was it about Vettel? What was it about his constant... He, I mean, to but, think about it. The guy won four world championships. In a row as well. In a row. Oh. But then Lewis, I mean, he's, he's but, done but, six. You know, and I just think... I think... I think I think what it is is also as well the good old chairman, the chairman racing drivers because like when you get to like when was you that get, your German accent? Yes. Uh, when That's you, four. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, but, no one until Shuey, after Shuey, no one basically went qualifying first, lead every lap, win, qualifying first, lead every lap, win. He. Until, he when Shuey retired, it's always been people are always battling. Every week it was nearly something different. Multiple people would, would win throughout the year until Vettel started with the Red Bulls. And he just went, colleague first, lead every lap, done, by see later. But the Mercedes, the Mercedes are doing that now. I mean, I know you've got a little thing with Bottas and Hamilton going on, but that's, that's exactly what Mercedes are doing now. You know, what, what's the difference? Maybe because Lewis has more of a character. Oh, but you and the traditional German, no humour, no view, no fun. I go out, do my job, come back. There we go. So if Brettel was sitting here listening to that, what do you think he would say to that comment? No, I think he does care. Do you remember when, when, when there was some issue in the race, and I can't remember what it was, uh, where basically uh, Vettel should have come first and ended up coming second. You probably remember this, and he was so annoyed about some some sort of legalities about the 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 stewards. Uh, and what then happened was, you know, he ended up the race second. He came out and he swapped the boards between one and yeah, that was last season. And that's not the sign of someone well, who doesn't care. Well, that's the sign of somebody. Yeah. yeah, go on well, then. At, at, at the end of the year, it was a sign of someone who's literally... When things are going his way, yes. He loves it. He loves it. He's on top of the world. But as soon as he starts messing up, he just gets, to, gets under his skin. Things start happening. Mistakes happen more occasionally. Also, as well, it's so hard because um, when, also as well, because um, um, when um, Vettel had won like four championships in a row, when he won his fourth, I think in like 2012. Yeah. Like, I think he that initiated like legend status, like F1 legend status. And you see this in sport as well. You see this with, um, you even see this, saw this with Liverpool in the Champions League this year. When your when the level gets higher, it's kind mm. of like when you like if say you're like building like a Jenga block, um, you build it higher and higher and higher. As much as that's getting higher, and you're like, oh my god, like like this is so good, 
that it's further to fall as well. Yeah, but it's interesting you say that because, like, you know, is it, I mean, Beyond Borg, I mean, going back to the tennis thing, Beyond Borg when five women are on it, and nobody will ever touch this. Nobody will ever, you know, this. Roger Federer wins five women in a row. And the question is, I mean, is there a certain point you get to in any sport, in any sport, these, these, uh, you know, you get to this consecutive wins in a row, and then something doesn't seem to, you know, because on, uh, on, uh, uh, you know, Roger Federer's on his sixth attempt, if I remember rightly, was that the year he played Rafa Nadal in 2008? Yeah yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that famous, I mean, that five sets, that was an amazing match. But for, for what was it that he couldn't take it, he couldn't take it to the next step to win that sixth six title? I, I mean, think Reddell won four in a row. You know, Schumacher didn't win seven in a row. I think as well, because it wasn't just battling a sixth title. It was who he was facing. Rafa Nadal, his biggest... His biggest rival, arguably his biggest rival ever, even though Federer's played Djokovic more times than he's played Nadal. Federer and Nadal are not playing each other not um, as much these days. But I think we have to look at what happened before that match. In 2007, when Federer won Wimbledon for um, the, fifth, the time, fifth time fifth time in a row, uh, Australian Open, he, he wins the Australian Open without dropping a set. For, like I can't like that hasn't happened for a while. Like so, he wins without dropping a set, and then like he like he dominates, and then we get to the French Open. Nadal like he faces Nadal. He has a good four set match with Nadal. Like good, and it was like obviously Nadal uh, was going for his uh, third. Uh, hang on, no, two thousand five, six, seven, yeah, third um, Roland Garros title in a row. Then we get to Wimbledon. Nadal's like imp- improving every single year on grass. He reached the final in 2006 where Federer... It was four sets, but it was still pretty comf- comfortable for Federer. Then we get to 2007, Nadal's getting better. Nadal's getting better on grass. He's coming to the net more. He's like improving. His serve is so much bigger than it was in 2006. So, and Federer still wins that like, in a tough five-set match. Like, N- Nadal had him. Like, but Federer being Federer, and he did like what Federer does best. Then we come to two thousand and eight. We go because confidence is a is a massive thing in sport. I mean, you see, you see it with like, like you could say you could see it with Vettel as well. Like his confidence has gone. So like, he's not like he probably doesn't feel like the god he was. What god he was back in like two thousand and twelve. Like, I mean, that example. season when Vettel and Hamilton were going out on who was going to get that fifth title. That season was an amazing season. Exactly. Because there were wheel-to-wheel stuff and they were like, you didn't know who was going to win that season. But it seems to me, once once Hamilton got that fifth title... It's confidence. Then, then, then yeah, yeah. But, it's, you know, but, but there is, I mean, it, 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 as I say, going back to the tennis thing, five championships in a row, but he couldn't get a six. Yes, but it all starts with the Australian Open. Federer loses to Djokovic. In like Djokovic is this upcoming like before okay yeah Djokovic had reached the U.S. Open final the previous year but like he hasn't like Djokovic really he, Djokovic in the whole grand scheme of things out of the big four was a really late bloomer and like he's now playing probably like Ed Djokovic in his prime was probably playing the best tennis the world has ever seen and he loses the semi final in straight sets to Djokovic as well and Djokovic has a massive character to himself and he's Djokovic is he's probably one of the bad guys of the top four and so he loses Djokovic wins the Australian Open Federer then has quite a bad 
um, run in India Wells, Miami, da da da, this up. And then we get to the French Open. Federer gets to the final, yes, but like he should do. Like it, it's Federer. Then he gets absolutely destroyed. Yeah, he got destroyed by destroyed Nadal. Destroyed yeah. by Nadal. He's probably he probably played one of the cleanest tournaments in history. He beat him. Federer didn't. Federer didn't win more than six games in that. So also as well, Federer is battling with glandular fever uh, uh, throughout the whole year. Glandular fever as well. You 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 know what glandular fever is. I that retires some players. Robin Soderling, very oh like, yeah, Soderling. Ve- like, ve- ve- very, he was ve- the first guy to beat yeah, Rafa Nadal yeah. so, as well, at, at Roland Garros. As well, Nadal won five Roland Garroses in a row. Like and Soderling beat him in the fifth. Like and he made he made. But the thing is, did what, Bjorn win six in a row? I I think he did. I I, yeah. I I'm not I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah. I don't. Because I think Bjorn did, had eleven Grand Yeah, he won eleven Grand Slam, yeah. but I'm not sure whether he won six French Opens in a row. Think, so yeah. So don't quote me on that. But like Soderling, he beat Nadal when Nadal was on his fifth in a row, like, and he was unbeaten yeah. at the French Open. But what we forget about Soderling as well, he beat Federer in the next year. Do you know, guys? I think we could. I mean, tennis. But we, 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 it's, it's a subject on its own, and we got another podcast on uh, about tennis. But so I think we. No, yeah, but yeah, we'll, uh, let let me just like cut, yeah. clear what I was trying to say. So like coming into Wimbledon, Federer is still like he still has the confidence about him because it's Wimbledon's his house. Yeah. Like, um, Philip Chatterer in France is Nadal's house, Sense Court is Federer's house. But Nadal, like, he's hungry for a Wimbledon title. Also, as well, Nadal is getting very close to becoming world number one. And he actually did in Toronto that year. So very like, close after Wimbledon. So, like, Nadal wins the first two sets. And Federer has openly said about, like, he came into that match, like, not confident because he got absolutely crushed at the French. So, Nadal wins the first two sets, uh, 6-4 in each set, and we were, like, Federer's just not looking himself. I remember even like, watching this as an eight-year-old, like, it's just something wrong with him. Then he somehow manages to find his way back, and when the fourth set was just pure amazingness, like, mm-hmm. the, the, the point Nadal won to get him to match point, then the match point saved by Federer with a backhand down the line. It, incredible. Then he won that set, but then... Having to go down to a one set shootout is very is very wary in tennis. Like it's like a, wearing, yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, it, and it's like a super match tiebreak. It's like whoever gets off to the best start is probably gonna win that set. And Federer, he had break points. He had break points yeah. to go. I think uh, yeah. seven six up in that set. <laughs> but also as well, this was. You're just reminding me of last year's Wimbledon. Final. Oh God, no! Don't even get me. No, he had match points in that. But the thing is. This was pre the roof at Wimbledon. So they're having to play. I know it's British summer, but they're having to play a match at like half past nine. Like, I mean, you go outside. If you're watching, if you're watching and you're in the UK, it's summertime. Go outside and half, at half past nine or like nine and just try and play catch with, with a tennis ball. Like, <laughs> then you have to think these guys are serving at 130 miles per hour for the Wimbledon title playing in front of over 10,000 people. But, like, at yeah. the end of the day, like, it came down to a couple of games, and that's what happens. Like, yeah, really and, but, but that's the thing, and going back to what we were talking about, as I said, guys, we will be talking, I'm sorry we've sort of wandered into the realms of tennis. Tennis is on another podcast, uh, which, you know, we've got a man here who's a sort of ex-pro himself, 
um, you know, it, it, you know, we'll be delving into the ins and throughs and whatever tennis. But but this week, as I said, it's, it's about it's about uh, motor racing and F one, um, and uh, you know, we're discussing you know what 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 went up with Vettel after four uh, championships. I mean, you look at Michael Schumacher. Michael Schumacher goes to Ferrari, does wonders with Ferrari. And then obviously you know the you know the young guys come up. The also, story. he had his time at Mercedes as well. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah. gonna quickly check what Kieran actually said because uh, he's just gone off to get food right now. So um, yeah, he like, yeah he just said like uh, yeah. So. Don't you love it live on the air <laughs> and uh, you know one of our guys has gone off to go and get food. Yeah. You know. Um, Maybe we should do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just, just leave. So it's just silence for the yeah, whole silence for the whole show, and then yeah. you just kind of uh, leave. Just you increase the watch time, like. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, anyway, so um, so what do you think about? I mean, this season. I mean, I, I mean, I say it again. I mean, it's, it's six, six races, six, seven races. Mm. You know, I mean, if I was uh, um, uh, anyone who doesn't win it, I mean, even the winner, will there just be an asterisk next to me? I mean, you can go on about like years ago. That there were six race, seven races in a season, so this is why it's like. But we're not that. For the last ten years, you've had fifteen races in a season. It's like you know the team. I mean, Liverpool. All right, they won the Premier League this season, but for the last couple of two, three seasons, they were like top of the Premiership at Christmas. It's like saying, let's stop the Premiership then, and Liverpool are champions. Well, well, God, look what happens. Man City comes running back, and then we had the greatest ever Premiership run in last season, and so six. Races, can you really say that? I mean, all right, you could say Mercedes are the top, but can you really, really say that the winner of this season is just that's it? They're a the champion, or they're always going to have this little asterisk next to their name. Well, in you know, in my opinion, and it could it could be Bottas. Well, the thing is, in my opinion, racing drivers or any sportsman, like, like they're 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 all like in the same boat, like and. I think it'll be a good opportunity for some of the younger drivers or something that's like, right, this is our chance. Because in 15 races, you've got to remember, people who have like a, a good couple of races, like it's consistency, which is one of the It is, things. but you don't get that out of six races. And that's why I think it's a good like, chance for the younger drivers. Lando Norris, he started off well. Charles Leclerc, like he's, good, he's starting off well as well. And obviously you have Lewis Bottas and Vettel and people like this. And I think it'll, it'll actually be one of the most competitive seasons because it's like coming off a rain delay in, in tennis. There's no, like, getting started again. You have to go straight in. And there's, like... And, and I think last week, I mean, if anyone thought... If you were watching that race last week and you'd have thought it was just going to be boring, boring, you know, Mercedes 1-2, etc., whatever, that second half of that race, it was just, like, complete... Mm. I mean, the amount of times it's the safety racing, talk, oh yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, there was incident after incident. I mean, you think that was the first race of the season. I mean, was that a sign that people were rusty and, you know, there was uh, I think, various things that people had well, it's thought like, about? Well, it's like, when you go back to the Alonso, it's the hunger thing. Who's hungry for a title and who's not? Is Vettel hungry for a title or does he just want to get the season over and done with? Is Hamilton hungry for a seventh title? Is like I mean, you could say Hamilton. This is his biggest chance to get the easiest to equal Schumacher's record. Is for him, it could be his. But he's seven races away. But he also has finished the first race without a podium. 
yeah, I mean, I did feel for him, actually. I mean, he had, I mean, that was the thing I wanted to ask, actually. You know, I know you get this thing in the ear about the yellow flag, but that was a real, I mean, you know, he, he, he says even afterwards, he drove around the corner and saw this puff of smoke coming. He didn't realise it was the yellow flag. I mean, how quickly, you know, the response times, etc. I mean, these guys are driving at 150-odd miles an hour. Well, well, that's just that's just such, like, a big thing for even Lewis Hamilton makes mistakes yeah even even th- these guys make mistakes yeah. and for any of young driver upcoming drivers who have been oh my god these guys just don't don't make any errors even these guys yeah well we've seen i mean verstappen you know is, is, mm. is, is, but verstappen is still an upcoming driver lewis hamilton yeah. has been yeah. racing since 2007 yeah. like yeah. So. yeah yeah i mean i think i mean let's i mean talk about some of the other guys i mean the pierre gasleys and the albons of this world i mean like you know, I mean, once again, I, I know Kimi Raikkonen didn't didn't make him. This is the world, former world champion. Like you know, he, you know, you got to I remember mean, he's it. driving an Alfa Romeo. You know, um, you know, and some of these guys are are just not making it. I mean, I, I really do think, you know, it'd be interesting to see what the new F one rules are well, and whether it, it is fair. If you think about Raikkonen, like his kind of aura and personality has been kind of getting it through, like. Like kind of like uh, like a Finnish way of driving and stuff like that. But also, so he won a race last year, and like yep. he was like you, driving, you, racing, like, car yeah. racing is a, is a religion. And you could you you could see how elated he was to win a race like last year because that was the first time he'd won a race in mm. forever. He'd always mm. have to like third, seconds, like yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. he'd never been able to like he had a load of poles as well. Like Kimi Raikkonen is a world class just lap driver. Yeah. And but like he's also a world class racer, but he did win his championship what, two thousand and six? Or was that Alonso or something? I can't remember. He won it pre two thousand and ten. We'll ask Kieran when he gets back. You see, Kieran is the Formula One man here and hence hence why he's been talking quite a lot today. Um but uh but you know, but we we, we have been a we we're we're Formula One fans in our house and i I'll tell you what, I mean the year we, we, we we're sort of fairly close to Lewis Hamilton. We follow Lewis Hamilton because I mean he's the boys have sort of grown up. I mean, Ewan was eight actually when Lewis won entered into the realms of Formula One uh, in his rookie year. And I suppose you know when you're encouraging your kids to look at uh, role models and you know Story and, and, as well. and stories as well, the back the backstop to story to, to Lewis Hamilton. You you kind of thinking yeah these are the kind of um, inspirational stories that you want your kids to sort of like see and aspire to. And I guess that we we followed Lewis's story. Um, I mean the whole thing when he even won his first championship. You I mean that overtake from Tino Glock and uh, you know Massa celebrating in the end, thinking that he's done it. But actually, um, you know he 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 finds out afterwards. I mean the the deflation after the elation. I mean how must that have been? Uh, uh, how much must have that been felt? You know. So um, I I I really do think it's it's uh, you know. It's it's been an interesting ride ride with Lewis, um, and I, as it has been for sort of like the other major players in 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 this in in the game of uh, 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 Formula One. Mm. Um, Some something that also was interesting, completely changed topics. We've been talking about Formula One for a while. Um, we watched Liverpool match today, and uh, I was fairly disappointed. And uh, well, I, you I, say disappointed. I mean Burnley. I mean Sean Dyche. You know, is a fantastic manager. Burnley, people don't give them, they don't have the depth, they don't have the money, they don't have the players. 
you know, the, the depth of players that say uh, Liverpool have. Liverpool had 20, 25 shots on goal today. Burnley had four. Well, and it ended up as a draw. See, you know, they go in half time, 1 0 to. That was a brilliant goal by uh, Andy Robertson, you know. But, you know, come the second half, Burnley weren't lying down. Burnley basically, you know, defended well. Pope played admirably in goal. Um, and uh, and Burnley showed us the, the sort of steaminess side that they are and that, you know, that they weren't going to roll over because they're playing the Premier League champions in their own backyard. I mean, Liverpool have not lost a match um, in 18 months at, at, home. at home. And in fact, they'd also won uh, every single match uh, for the last 24 games um, at, at, at Anfield. So today, being 1-0 up, it's, it's going to notch up game number 25. But unfortunately, you know, Burnley, Burnley proved that that was not to be the case. You know, Liverpool are chasing their uh, 104 points. Well, that's been cut to 103. They have four games well, remaining. The thing is, Three games remaining, actually. Yeah, well, the thing they is, have to get all nine points. The thing is now, it makes the, the matches against... I don't know who's who were the other opponent is, but it makes the matches against Chelsea and Arsenal oh, so important. Three now. more games left, and then you've got Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah, and you know, will I mean Man City have got the record with a hundred points. Liverpool are sitting what on ninety three points. So you know, there's three matches to go. Yeah, you know, three matches. You know, ninety three at nine. I'll take them to a hundred points. Because the thing is, you know, the thing is, that's what the City fans will always have over us. Be like, oh yeah, like you may have won the league, but we have the most points. We have the yeah. we have the record. And the thing is, <laughs> records like that don't just blow away in football. Like it's kind no. of a, people will let you know about the. I mean, like like us being Liverpool fans, people will let you know how many yeah. years you haven't won the league for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so people like, especially as City fans as well. Like they're not, in my opinion, they're not the nicest of people. Like you wouldn't uh, even uh, say that. Like, no, 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 guys, you, sorry, uh, we, 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 you cannot say that. You know, you're, you, you, you got a bias for uh, Liverpool. Yeah, they're, 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 they're plastic. You know? They're plastic. No, I mean, no, you, I mean, I mean, you can't, you can't say. That. I mean, on, you know, on, on, on that. You know, I, I, I work in Manchester, and I, and I, and I, you know, I come across a lot of Man City fans. Yeah. Who are really proud of their club. Yes, you know? but like on on that um, uh, that fact uh, that fact or whatever topic, well, um, you mentioned something before uh, about um, because you were saying if you probably supported another team other than Liverpool, it would be Arsenal because you like are like a club. No, 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 or, no, no, no. Or no, would no. it not be Arsenal? No, like, no, no, no. Don't even uh, say that. You know. Uh, I mean, if there was another team. That I I have a soft spot for for some reason. Oh I mean, is yeah, it West yeah. Ham. Yes, West Ham. But you know the question I have is: Is it ever okay to change allegiances? So so you're a Liverpool fan. I just like to welcome. I just like fan. to welcome Kieran back to yeah. the podcast. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so, you know this is uh, an interesting conversation. That we, you know, um, so you, so so you're a Liverpool fan, okay? Is it okay? You know, when you're 23 or when you're in three years time, you say, you know what? Fair enough for this. I'm going to support Newcastle. Is that okay? Is that okay, you and Kieran? Is that okay to change allegiances? Basically, what you're saying is, say we're a Liverpool fan, when you were a Liverpool fan, we win the last, we win the bottles class as the first division, and then we end up having a rut, and we go, I stop this, we're going to support my Yeah. Friends. So we go 30 years. It depends why. 
Uh, oh, oh, we have another. We have, we have, well, there we go. So we have another opinion. Actually, actually mum, mum, yeah, yeah, mum, mum, no, no, you mom, need to come. Mom, come in. You come, know, this, come in. This is a subject. Come, come in. So, um, so bend down, bend down here because like the camera angle's here. So this is uh, mum, um, and so this is actually quite a good topic for mum because mum, you're a Wigan, you're Wigan through and through, but you're also a Liverpool fan. So we're yeah. talking about is it okay to. I have like support more than one club in football. Okay, no, 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 that wasn't what you were. Okay, yes, you can support many teams. What you were asking was, is it okay to change allegiance? Now you need to go backtrack and ask no, yourself. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Supporting no. and allegiances. Are you saying they're two separate things? Because you support a team. You, you, when someone says to me, well, who you, do I support? Okay, I okay. support Liverpool. And you are and you are loyal oh, okay. to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, can, okay, okay. She, Let's not squabble about the word. Okay, so support, allegiance, whatever. You need to ask yourself why you're changing that allegiance. If it's because actually I want to support somebody that's a bit better, then the answer. Uh, yeah, I have. Okay, I have no. I have no respect. Yeah. For people, like, people that really, uh, uh, no, no, I, I'm just going to say it, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it, people that really piss me off are the people who say, oh, you only support Liverpool because, oh, they're winning, they're winning the championship. I have okay. been through the days of Barini up front, Balotelli doing fuck all, like, okay, like okay. I've, been, I've been through the days of blooming Adam Lalana just caring more about his hair than what he's doing on the football pitch. And... Okay, so there are glory hunters. Okay, so people. Yeah, yeah, six one away. This is supposed to be Gerard's Gerard's swan song, and we lose six one. Okay. That day, that Crystal Palace day, I will never forget that Crystal Palace day. Three nil up. It's the season. We got Luis Suarez. The Gerard Slipier. Gerard Slippier. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we're not really talking about Liverpool, are we? Okay, Kieran, oh, you've got a nice set of headphones on No, so what I'm saying is, glory hunters, people who change teams... It. Okay, people who change teams because they're not really supporting that team, they just really want to support a team that's doing it, well. And, and all, but, all of the United fans. On the other hand, you can change the mm. reason why you support a team. You know, is it because you've moved? Or is it because... You are now in a situation where um, it's difficult to support that team, and you genuinely want to, to support. want to so, support so, somebody so, else. No, 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 and then what makes things also difficult is, uh, I mean, I really feel for Norwich today. Okay, see, we no. lived in Norwich, oh. and we, don't get me wrong, with your moving thing, see, we moved around the country a lot, so I always looked out for Leeds when we lived in Leeds. In Norwich, I looked out for Norwich. So in a way, I'm, I, 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 am, I do feel a bit sad that Norwich have gone down today. But like, you know, I don't support Norwich. I look out for them because I live there, but I am Liverpool through and through. Yeah, I know, that's because you are Liverpool, but it depends why. I mean, for example, you two, really, you support Liverpool because you were born in a house that supported Liverpool. You don't necessarily need to. You might then grow up as teenagers and adults and go, do you know what, actually, I don't really support Liverpool because that's... Or your your favourite player goes and moves and then moves with us. I mean, you know, goes and plays with somebody else. No, 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 guys. Here's the question. We talk about... We talk about... 
we talk we talk about favorite players okay yeah. going back to the f1 theme here guys going back to the f1 theme yeah. what if you're a what if you're a vettel fan okay right when vettel was at red bull that made you a constructor are you a constructor fan or are you the driver fan so red vettel is at red bull so you're a vettel fan while at red bull he then switches to ferrari do you suddenly become the biggest fan of Scuderia? You change all your hats to Ferrari and etc. Whatever. It's like or, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, 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 or. I think, I think fans follow, nowadays follow drivers. Maybe back in the old days, like say like 80s and 90s, people like to follow the traditional okay. Williams. If you're from Italy, you spot Ferrari because it's just a given. Which is why I'm asking the reason, the thing, the question that you need to ask yourself is why is somebody changing who they support? And then that gives you the answer, okay? So you can't just say, no, it's right, no, it, or, 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 you know, it isn't, because there might be a genuine reason. Apart why from the glory hunters. Well, yeah. So, 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 could you imagine? I was a, a big fan of uh, Nottingham Forest. They've won two Champions Leagues in a row. Okay, and then the, the Nottingham Forest uh, started going down. Liverpool are the big team of the 80s then, right? You know, what then happens? I'm a Liverpool fan. Then come the 1990s, I suddenly become Alex Ferguson does well with his team of 92. Oh, well, I'm going to be a Man United, Man United fan. Now, kids, I get this with kids because that's what the Premiership has done. You know, kids, you know, they all want to be winning teams. And so they, avoid, they buy their Man United shirts and things like that. You know, and uh, and and they're they're all Man United fans. But then, you know, as you grow older, I mean, do you become more? Uh, do you have more sort of a love for the the place you're in, the well, place you're growing up well, in? Well, if if I can actually put like an actual um, perspective on this, so one club I feel very close do to. It. You win. Oh! Did you, did you ever see yourself supporting Tottenham? Because actually. You might be more aligned with somebody supporting no, no, Tottenham. No, 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 no. We we want to support a club that wins trophies. <laughs> ah, but that's glory hunting. That's, that's not glory, glory hunting. hunting. Right, right. Well, you. Uh, we 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 we've had enough of you on this podcast for one day. No, no, no. Uh, we can't, you can't say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, we are no, inclusive. No, 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 we no, are no, inclusive. No, we like to include everyone's mom, opinion, mom, including yours. I'm, so you know, Mum has infiltrated the podcast, the boys' podcast. It's not. Even, no, we are inclusive. And if your mum has an opinion, who, who do you think? Thomas Cook, all inclusive. <laughs> You know, because like, like, it's like written Robbie Savage's mum, star of the show. The Me Too movement, you allow women. What? What? The, uh, that's really not the Me Too movement, kid. <laughs> like, no, like, the, 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 Me, the Me Too movement is something very different than yeah, allowing women. And, uh, like, yeah, exactly. But, and, um, uh, yeah, we but, kind of like need to move on from that. Okay, okay. Anyway, let's just forget that happened. So, was, yeah, so Edit what, that out. I'll, it's staying in. So what I was saying, if like if there's one club that I feel very close to, and could actually have like an actual point on this, it's Huddersfield Town, because 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 I played Huddersfield Town when I was younger. I have I have a hatred for Leeds United because we played the. You hate Leeds United. Yes, I don't like Leeds United because you were born in Leeds. I don't care. What about, what about, what about City? Yeah, yeah, but I pl- I played for Norwich, but like. So you were born in. No, whoa, 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 that's what I, You were born in Leeds. You lived in Leeds for a while, and you hate Leeds United. But I lived in Leeds until like what two thousand and three. Yeah, I was three years old. Like I was oh, like. Oh, 
Like, oh, so that means, oh yeah, that's why when you say to your mum, she should be a Brighton and Hove Albion, the good fan, because she was born in Brighton and Hove. Yeah, but when did she move to Wigan? Does, does you want to hate Leeds just because he gets Chopper Harris? <laughs> yeah, well, because I... Or, Actually, well, whilst we're on the subject of Leeds, we'd like to pay our respects to Big Big Jack, Big Jack Charlton, yeah. who uh, unfortunately died today. Yeah, um, like, um, I mean that guy is a legend. The one club man. You don't really get one club people anymore. Well, we'll talk, well, know, well, I mean, in fact, I can probably only think of a few: uh, Matt Letizia at Southampton, oh, well, Stephen Gerrard at uh, uh, Liverpool, oh, Jack, uh, Jack. No, like, I'm not. I Wayne think Lampard was at West Ham. Wayne Rooney was at Everton. Lionel Messi. Yeah, Lionel Messi. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, Paolo Maldini uh, at AC Milan. Uh, what? What? Uh, uh, Pirlo. At Juventus. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, anyway, you know, respect to Big Jack, you know, ex To be honest, winner, to be honest, yeah. Uh, 66, it, you know, he to be honest, even himself said he was surprised he ever made that team, but to, like, that's what honest, our brands he wanted. To be honest, anybody who wins the World Cup can go down as a legend. Yeah, like, sorry. Uh, and then, you know, and we keep, and we, we English keep going on about 66. So 30 years of hurt has, uh, uh, has become 40 odd years of hurt. Yeah, I, yeah. It, 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 I, re- t- I really thought we were going to do it uh, a couple wait, of years ago. And wait, we just not mention, because I get flashbacks to Kane. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, yeah, we should have been 2-0 up within 40 minutes. Like, But, like, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Trippier banging it in from 30 yards. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, so anyway, Leeds. So you were, yeah. talk, you were talking about Leeds? Uh, uh, yeah, like, well, because, like, how does feel? We had quite a big rivalry with Leeds United. But, like... In my opinion, go back to who I was, who I would support. If I would support any club, it would probably be Huddersfield, like because of I have quite I, a close connection with Huddersfield Town. Kieran, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> but what about Norwich? You played for Norwich City. Yes, but I feel as well because I played for Norwich City when I was like seven, like or eight. And the thing is, when I got to Huddersfield Town, I then like started to like with school and stuff as well like I, I was in Yorkshire most of the people were either Leeds or Huddersfield fans in the school because Leeds well Huddersfield West Yorkshire so like no, uh, Premier League as well because there's big Premier League teams in the north yeah exactly so uh, Le- like Leeds are the only team <laughs> like, I remember uh, yeah. like, Le- Leeds beat Barcelona <laughs> at um, Ellen Road so it's like yeah yeah so um yeah, I, mean, I, t- I mean, talking about uh, big, big teams, big teams of the north, etc. Like that. I was watching an interesting program about Bill oh. Shankly yesterday, and uh, and I didn't realise he came from a place in Scotland. Not people know many people know this, but he came from a place in Scotland called Glen Buck. Um, and uh, <laughs> who and, did uh, he play for? Well, <laughs> well, no, no, seriously. And uh, they, they had a po- they were a very small mining mining town, and they had a population of about one thousand, etc. You know, there at the time, fifty three people at that time became professional uh, footballers from Glen Buck, who, uh, who uh, Bill Shankly, who lovingly known to his family as Willie Shankly, um, were, the, uh, were, were the sort of like uh, big, big players from there, all over the country, uh, you know, professional clubs. And they were saying that, you know, it was worked out something like 3.1% of the population. And if you worked out 3.1% of the population of London, that would take about, you know, 200 odd thousand uh, players to be professional football. In the world currently, there's actually around 65,000 uh, professional footballers. So at that point in time, to get 3.1% of your population to become professional footballers of who you get, you know, I mean, you look at the Scottish players, I mean, you just have to look at Alec Ferguson, Andy Robinson, Leash, yeah. you know, 
Um, well, Bill Robinson, Shankly. Yeah. Bill Shankly actually was a very good player himself for, for Preston North End. Mm. You know, he said that, you know he just goes to show the grittiness of some of these people that. that well, I think Scottish to... sports, like you see it. Uh, well, I'm just bringing up tennis again. You see it. Oh, like, yeah, well, you see it in tennis with like the Murrays, and there's a few good juniors coming out of um, um, Scotland as well. There's a few very good junior players that have that have had the pleasure of absolutely thrashing me. Before yeah, I've been. I've had the uh, unpleasure, yeah. displeasure yeah, yeah. of witnessing I, I, some of them. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, it's very stressful, but yeah. Um, In fact, that's going to be another one of our podcasts. Is talking about the the parent son relationship when it comes to professional sport and uh, and uh, the, 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 the the differences in stresses that go. <laughs> well, yeah, but well, well, we've talked a bit about playing it, like, and but like I think that's another thing to delve into: how much stress there actually is watching it, because we've all had to go through like like. He like dads watched us both play our like um, sports like view football running etc. Me with tennis, cricket, football, bloody like whatever. And I've watched like my girlfriend plays professionally in tennis as well. I've had to watch hey, her. Hey, play. Don't, I, don't, don't, don't mean she is good. I, I, she, so we've just had the men's uh, uh, the British you know battle of the British so because of the coronavirus thing that Jamie Murray said. Well, there's a women's version of it. And Alice Gillen, shout out to Alice Gillen. Um, who's uh, who's made it into that uh, tournament in there, and and it's really I, I I in fact I went to watch Alice play the final of uh, Bolton, one of the British stores there, and she was playing uh, Naomi Brody, and watching Ewan watch Alice <laughs> b- b- play her match, I tell you it was unreal, and I, I, it was weird because and and we are seriously going to talk about this on a pro- pro- podcast, but we brought sounds this up like now. sounds like this is the podcast but, talking, yeah, <laughs> but watching Ewan experiencing the experiences I felt watching Ewan when Ewan won his first national at the uh, age of 10 uh, in Nottingham was just unreal. It was just stressed of stress, you know, and it was just it was just a crazy, crazy feeling. Anyway, you were saying. I, yeah, because, um, well, um, now, now that you've brought it up, so she'll be playing, the tournament will start on, I think, Tuesday next week. So um, anybody who's watching... Any, yeah, anybody who's watching this video, it's on BBC in the UK, and uh, if you're... Plug, plug, Yeah, yeah. No, plug. Let, shout out to Alice. Let me, let me oh, actually sorry. plug it. <laughs> let the boyfriend give shout yeah, out yeah, to Alice. Yeah, um, she, yeah, she, yeah, she's playing, um, she'll, she'll be on BBC, it's at National Tennis Centre. Uh, obviously you can't go there, but uh, because of COVID rules, and I'm not sure she'll want a bunch of like strangers being like, oh yeah, well, Ewan's YouTube has sent us in, and... Um, yeah, the, well, that's what I'm gonna. I, I've decided what I'm gonna call my fan base if I ever get one. Because you have like the YouTube, which is e e u then tube, because like the e u at the start of my name is a u sound. So just call them all YouTubers. What this like believers? Well, well Justin like, believers. No, no, no. Are you a believer, Kieran? No, no. Like, <laughs> Ruin someone's dreams. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, yeah. So, Are you a YouTuber? So. No, like no, 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 no! Stop, stop that! Like, uh, so yeah. If um, if you're watching this before next week, uh, make sure to give her a watch and support her, because um, yeah, um, she's a ace. If you pardon the pun. <laughs> um, yeah, moving swiftly on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think we've been on for about an hour. I think it's about nearly time up. I think. Yeah, um, I think that maybe that could be. I mean, like yeah. Like, so. Got- um, have you got anything else? Like, what, what are you up to? 
um, in the next couple of days. Obviously, a big <laughs> race on tomorrow. Yeah. Watching tomorrow's race is one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win? Well, I, I remember. Do you remember? Um, it was such a weird year of Formula One, like the 2009 season, where Braun just came out of nowhere with um, Button, <laughs> with Button and Barrichello, and they just won. Then the next year they didn't have. Oh, Barry, Barry, Barrichello. Well, who, whoever, like the guy who beat the stick. <laughs> I remember when Damon Hill won. Uh... But the thing is, like that was the year of the double diffusers, where. Yeah, but. Um, that, yeah, that was a ridiculous year. But, yeah, I mean, you can't really... Ross Braun. Yeah. ZDF. Yeah. That yeah. guy, I tell you what. Good in, fact, in fact, he was the guy that suggested, because he was with Mercedes before Toto Wolff was there, and he was the one who suggested uh, Lewis move from McLaren to Mercedes. Well, he didn't really have a first... And, and, that, and, his first years with Mercedes and, weren't really great, were they? They weren't meant to be great. The plan was, they knew about the change. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. For like, like two years, they were working on it. Yeah. And so could... when, so when that first season was 2014 or something, they were already No, two no, years. no. Uh, what the first season of the hybrid system? Or yeah, the first, the first uh... hybrid system. They were already a year or two ahead of everyone else. Yeah. So uh, but but could you imagine if Hamilton had stayed? Because everyone's saying, oh, you know, you know, McLaren did all this for Hamilton and you know brought him up. Yeah. How could he lead them? Blah blah blah. Once again, the loyalties thing. But can you imagine yeah. if he had stayed with McLaren and as uh, Fernando put it, well, the with thing, their Honda engines? Well, well, the, well, the and thing, then, uh, you know, we wouldn't have been talking well, about possibly is, seven the, titles. The thing is, when it got to like 2010 and 11, like after that, people kind of like joking a bit about Hamilton, but it's like one season wonder and stuff like that. And like. She was getting into crashes. He had a bit of a season long crash with uh, Massa. And it's, and it's kind of like. He needed the change. It's kind of like um, you see it in sport all the time. It's kind of like when footballers like need to like go to a different club because they just don't don't have like. Well, you know, it's what? about tra- see. I mean, that's a thing in itself. I mean, why does somebody move? I mean, is it because of challenges? Is it because of money? It money? Be, yeah. You know, I mean, why did Wayne Rooney leave Everton to go to Manchester United? Why did Luis Suarez? Uh, and Philip, I mean, Philip Coutinho is a big one here. Philip he Coutinho. goes to Barcelona. He specifically says, I want out of Liverpool. I don't want to be here. Goes to Barcelona, but he becomes a side player for Barcelona. Doesn't do well there. Just because he then pro- goes to Bayern because, and doesn't do well because there. Of, because and of, now he's pleading with Klopp to come back to Liverpool. Because at Barcelona, like, he's a... Um, Coutinho is a central attacking midfielder. You've got, you've got Rakitic in that role. Rakitic is... Yeah. World Cup winner, World Cup winner, like him and Modric, both Croatian, very like world class players. He already has the chemistry with like, well, he had that was still when Iniesta was there, like as well. He had the chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, it's Iniesta's last last season before he went to China, but like he had the Iniesta connection. He had like Messi, like Neymar and Suarez. Also, that it's kind of like, like where do you put him in? Like you 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 don't. Like like, he is like. It, 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 it's kind of like when we bought Shakiri. Shakiri's a good player. He had a good. He had. A, he proved himself. He's had a, a, a bit of an odd career, Shakiri. Though. He's yeah, had, like, it's kind of. It, there, there was a. Me- yeah, yeah. There was a meme where it kind of went backwards. 
Like his career. Goes. I don't buy it, and then you, you've gone down a bit mm. to find yourself at Stoke randomly, and then you kind of called it back up again. Yeah, but he was he was proving to the world that he can do it on a cold night. Yeah, but you look at you, well, you look at Mo Salah. Mo Salah, Chelsea was just kind of like. Well, you look at Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, as well. let's see. Off you go. He goes to <laughs> just Roma, the, and then he comes back to Liverpool, and the, the rest is history. The Mourinho rejects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, that I think that's a decent place to end. So um, that will be the end of the podcast today. Um, if you like this podcast, make sure to support it, support the channel. Um, go back and watch our previous podcast. That was also a good one. We talk about mainly if you're a Liverpool fan like or a fan of football itself, go and watch that one. I think that one's quite insightful. Also, go and watch the previous podcast before that where I talked to this man right here because this was when the pandemic like crisis was kind of just starting to blow up and yep. all praying there's no second wave yeah but there will be won't they like and we're just gonna have to the government is just gonna have to prepare the best way they can for that which i think they have done it's kind of like i feel there's a whole another podcast there yeah i feel yeah well that's that's a story for another whole podcast but anyway that's going to be at the end of it for today so uh, thank you yeah. kieran yeah for, thank, yeah, uh, thank you kieran for, for your um uh, uh, knowledge on formula one also, yep. oh, well, yeah. I'm very, very happy to be here, happy to share the knowledge. Of yeah. that. And oh, we also have to thank Mother, yeah, my well. my better half. In fact, it's our 25th wedding anniversary this month. Congrats in the comments. You better have something planned, you better not be just calling the petrol station. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, me too well. Also, I think we'd like to thank Kieran's bed. For being in the podcast for half of the video, <laughs> so um, yeah, there it is. <laughs> my nice, nice sorted laptop, more tidy than you one's bed. I know my bed's good, like, but um, hopefully, hopefully, like soon enough. Like, I don't know when Karen's coming back because of like, um, obviously, like, can't really do anything about travel. But hopefully, soon we'll be able to do like uh, in the flesh podcast, and that'll be really good. Hopefully, we would we would have built a following by then. And that'll be just another good well, thing to add to the channel. Uh, if you build a following, you may want to add this or not. Write questions. Yeah. Um, write yeah. Yeah, especially like especially in the podcast, it's like very open chat, and it like it's especially very, with the live ones. It, I mean, it, we love to have a live audience it's, it's, joining it's, in with it's, us. It's very real. Like as soon as we can, we want to do live shows. We want to do live watch-alongs uh, with us for like sporting events, like with the F one, like tennis matches, football. Also, like if you have a question or a topic, like Kieran said, that we that you want us to talk about, leave it in the comments, and we'll we'll try and do as many as we can. Like we could also we could do a episode that's full of the comments, and yeah, like that. I think that's all I've got to say for that. I'm gonna go anyway. Um, what how much time is it? It's getting pretty late now. So yeah, that's gonna be. That. And now he's had his dinner. We need ours. Yeah. Hasta luego, yes, my friends. Yeah. So that's gonna be it for us. I mean, Kieran, would you like to say bye? See you guys later. We've uh, discussed some meaty topics, as they say. Yeah. Look exactly. forward to next time. Yeah, look forward to next time. So, yeah, that'll I'll be, be it. I'll, I'll be in the full one next time. I had to go off and sort some stuff out. But yeah, so exactly. You better be. Otherwise, we're cutting it from your paycheck. Well, <laughs> what paycheck? When, someone gives you, when someone's offering free, free food, you can't say no. No, you can't say no. no. Uh, but anyway, um, that's it for us today. Right, we'll see you later. Right, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Right, uh, you can carry on talking.
Miss Spirit. Uh, my monk, 